0: This is the public speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall.
1: How to avoid communication mistakes, number 117. Today, I'd like to continue the program on common communication blunders and discuss how to correct these common communication mistakes. So, last week, I left a spelling mistake in the transcript of the episode. Did you notice it? If you didn't notice, then this episode might be for you. As I mentioned, some people are extremely sensitive to spelling mistakes and grammar mistakes, whereas other people, they just overlook them. The problem is that it's impossible to know ahead of time which mistakes will slip by and which ones will blow up. And small mistakes, like the one in the transcript, can kill your credibility. So today I'll cover five tips To help you handle communication blunders and avoid embarrassment. So, the first tip may seem obvious, but proofread your messages, proofread your presentations, your blog posts, your speeches, everything. And if you're like me, you need to do it multiple times. Some people find it helpful to read aloud, other people like to read the text backwards. And if you still have trouble, like me, with editing your own work, then you need to rely on editors, which is what I do. If English is your second language, then I definitely suggest using a service to help correct both your spelling and your grammar. If the subject of the message is sensitive, then it's definitely best to run the text by a third party. I think it always helps to have a neutral set of eyes reviewing and editing work. And then of course the traditional advice is if you can't find someone else to edit the work, then it's a good idea to put the work aside and just wait. If you put it aside and then work on something else, you can then return to the work with fresh eyes. Of course, this requires that you get the work done early enough that you have time to put it aside. I always tell students, try to get the work done early so that you can do that. So what if the error slips by you and you made a mistake? Then what? I think the most important thing to do is to tell the person or the people that it affects as soon as possible. The more time elapses, the more difficult it is to recover. You can't just act like it didn't happen and expect everything to go away it won't. And in general, with time, it gets worse. So I think owning up to the mistake, although it is embarrassing, it's necessary for you to be able to move on. It shows that you're concerned, apologetic, and willing to right your wrong, so to speak. It also starts the healing process for your brand. Taking responsibility for mistakes, it's the first step in moving forward, and it can bring focus to all the good things that you're doing to correct the mistake. But before you send out any messages or apologies about the mistake, make sure you have all the information. That means getting in contact with the other people, whoever witnessed the mistake, any members of your team. Be sure that you fully understand what happened. The easiest way to do this, of course, is just to ask what happened and what should have happened. And then try to see the situation from the other person's perspectives. You want to make sure you have all the facts. So that you can answer any people's questions about the situation and your reaction to the issue will definitely define other people's perceptions. So when it comes to mistakes, you definitely want to be the first one to report your own bad news. One of the worst things that can happen is that somebody else leaks the story before you've had time to deal with the situation. Of course, that's how gossip gets spread. When you publicly state your mistake, it lessens it and it's also presented on your own terms which should help diminish and control any potential damage. So once you have a good understanding and you've assessed the problem, I think a good place to start, of course, is with an apology. And that could be an email, a memo, an announcement, and it should be to the people who are directly affected. It also helps to acknowledge the problems that you caused and then apologize directly for the error. Of course, if the initial problem was that you sent out too many emails like we did, I think sending out more emails would just make it worse. So you have to use other avenues like Twitter or Facebook or podcasts or face-to-face or voice-to-voice, but some other way to do a one-on-one apology is probably a better solution in that case. And one-on-one also applies, I think, when you're dealing with very sensitive mistakes. In addition to your words of apology, it's also important to let the people know what steps that you're taking to resolve the problem. Explain what you're doing in the short term and what you're doing in the long term to prevent this problem from getting worse or from it happening again. In essence, you're telling the person what should have happened. Most people, I think, stop at this point. But for big or important issues, I think it's critical to also ask, is there anything I can do to make up for the error? Often you can remedy a situation or repair the relationship by sincerely offering to make it up to the person. Just be sure you follow through with whatever promises that you make. And I mentioned the last time, mistakes are inevitable. The only real failure in my book is to not move forward. That's why I asked Zoe to help me write these two episodes to help her move on to help me move on. And in fact, she found this great quote from a prominent 19th century politician, Hugh White. The quote is, when you make a mistake, don't look back at it long. Take the reason of the thing into your mind and then look forward. Mistakes are lessons of wisdom. The past cannot be changed. The future is yet in your power. Hugh White was right. Mistakes are lessons in wisdom. We learn from mistakes. Zoe told me she learned about crisis communication as well as email etiquette. And then she added, I learned stuff they really don't teach you at school. And to me, that's a good thing. Finally, I'd like to wrap up with one last thought regarding communication errors. If you're on the receiving end of a communication error, keep in mind that mistakes, again, are inevitable especially with the fast pace of business today. So if you receive an email without an attachment, or you receive an email for somebody else, or you're CC'd instead of BCC'd, or you were tweeted instead of phone called, remember, we all make mistakes. Heck, you might even politely point out the error, and then you can share this two-part program on overcoming communication blunders. This is the public speaker, Lisa B. Marshall. Passionate about communication, your success... Is my business. Again, thanks to Zoe and Whitney Punchek for their contributions to this episode. Thanks, ladies.
0: If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email public speaker at quickandirty dot com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting LisaBmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com.